fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Well, it feels like fantasy football season, doesn't it? It's July 8th. I feel like it's just like an unofficial beginning. Of the fantasy football season. Anybody else feeling that? Dave Richard, you're back. Is that why I'm feeling that way? Because you're back from vacation? We are nine Sundays away. That's it? That's it. If you include Sunday, the Sunday before we're recording, yeah, that's it. Wow. We are, and that's till week one. We still have all the preseason football you can handle, all the training camp news you can handle. It, it, we're, we're here, baby. Yeah. All right. Dave's back. Welcome back. How was your, your little respite? Uh, much needed, and just like any good vacation, it feels great to be back once you're back from the vacation. There is such a thing as too much vacation. No, believe not. it. Yes, there. I don't know. When when you are cruising to when you are cruising to nowhere on an old boat with your wife's family, that's not vacation. No, that sounds more like yeah, work. Yeah. <laughs> you need to redefine. I wanted your, to go to work. You need work. to redefine the vacation. Okay, the first half of the vacation was great, and the second half was not a vacation. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, but yeah, I love Dave, the Dave said I love he was. The Dave said he was excited to be back at work. So I, I just, I think he's he's got the itch. He's got the football itch. Heath yes. is here. Jamie's here. The Scott Fish Bowl has started. How's that going, guys? Well, literally just started. So for the first fifteen minutes of Fish Bowl drafting, it's been wonderful. Dave's gonna make a pick on air. I hope so. How's so uh, uh, Nathan Janky? Of- Pro football focus doesn't take forever. How's how's your fish bowling, Scott uh, Azer? No, so yeah, can you guys explain to everybody what the Scott Fish Bowl is? Just like a fifteen-second thing, and we can promote fantasy cares as well. It's the world's biggest, coolest fantasy league, and everybody's in it except for you. <laughs> uh, there are like twelve hundred teams playing in a hundred different leagues that all filter into one league and one champion. It's run by Scott fish who also runs fantasy cares. Um, you should go to fantasycares.net and donate money. They buy kids for kid for kid buy toys for kids. They don't buy kids. They buy toys for kids for Christmas. Uh, I went last year with about $2,000 and bought so many toys. I had to go back twice. I couldn't fit it all in my vehicle and took them all the toys for touch. It's uh, awesome. You spent $2,000 on charitable toys? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Good for you. There, I believe last year uh, this uh, whole thing raised $46,000. Wow. Good for you, man. And good for Scott Fish. I'm sure we'll, have, we'll I'll try to get him back on the show. Fantasycares.net. All right. Today on our show, we're putting... A play. We're going to try to do this uh, at least for the next few weeks. Put a player under the microscope. Today it's Melvin Gordon. Last week we did James Conner. Two weeks ago, James Conner. Then we did the projections last week. Big thanks to Heath Cummings and Ben Gretsch for really pulling the weight of that pod of those podcasts, those four episodes. I think they were outstanding. Uh, I learned a lot. I think you'll get a lot out of it if you haven't listened to them yet, those projection shows. Just a quick news item, a uh, quick uh, couple of news items. I got some fantasy combos. We did a Dynasty Superflex, a Dynasty startup draft with a Superflex. We'll it was about- awesome. Was it? I don't even remember. I had a lot of fun. I feel like it was so long it, ago. Well, it was it was funny because I forgot that it was a Superflex league, and then I forgot that it was a Dynasty league, and then I forgot that it was a three-wide receiver league. <laughs> and we were doing a podcast while we were two podcasts, maybe yeah, while yeah, we were doing yeah. the draft. So fun was maybe not the word that Adam and I would use. For um, it. I had to draft for two people. <laughs> so that was, it was enjoyable. Well, um, yeah, we'll try to talk about for 22 it. rounds. <laughs> I'm the one who reminded most people that it was a super flex draft. Let's get started with putting Actually, I that. I did when I sent the invite saying it's a super flex. Oh yeah. I did it during the draft. Yeah, uh, putting a player under the microscope, Melvin Gordon, yeah, I don't know. Ben Ben maybe freaked me out a little bit on Melvin Gordon. I do think that you can be victim to a little paralysis by analysis, as we say. But there's no question. Just like James Conner, when James Conner came back from his injury, he did not have as big of a role in the passing game. And his statistics in the passing game for James Conner really, really helped him out big time. Same exact thing happened with Melvin Gordon. In his final four games, including two postseason games after returning from injury, 
He had nine targets. Justin Jackson was more involved in the passing game. Austin Eckler was involved in the passing game. Um, so he just wasn't himself after the knee injury. Uh, but anyway, should we be hesitant to draft Melvin Gordon fifth overall or at the very least as the fifth running back off the board? I'm not ready to use the term hesitant. I'm I'm fine with him going at number five. Things can change. I've given some thought to moving David Johnson there, but I want to see just how the Cardinals offense looks in the preseason. So if that move happens, it's not going to happen for another month. He's been great for fantasy. The consistency has been outstanding. He was number one in non-PPR last year, number three in full PPR. In, consi- Nine of in games consistency, in PPR. not in overall. But, but no, in consistency. for 16. Because he missed four of the games. That wasn't very consistent. No, but when he played, he obviously did very right. well. Yes. And that's that's the whole reason why we're taking him at number five overall. I go back and forth. I've got him, I think, six or seven, but he's only played 16 games once, and they've mostly been knee issues. And I do think that he's a little bit scary. Yeah. Who do you have over him? Yeah. Uh, receiver, DeAndre. He's your favorite and, running back. And I've got, I think I've got Connor over him in PPR. But Connor's injury concerns aren't the same? I don't think they're the same because it's happened to him once. He's basically he's had been a one year. One. Right. He had, we had one year. But he also it. has, you know, injury history in college and, right. you know, uh, unfortunately, this, the leukemia situation. Well, yeah, I, I mean, they're similar. Melvin Gordon has finished between fifth and eighth three straight years at running back. Uh, the highest he's been was, was number five. And he was probably going to finish fourth or fifth last year, but in that tier with those great running backs you know he he finished sixth in non-ppr eighth in ppr in just 12 games i all right yeah so you know ben brought up the issue of are they gonna maybe scale back with the workload a little bit heath's brought up the issue with hunter henry everybody's brought up the issue but heath i think was first i heard with hunter henry back what's melvin gordon's passing role passing game role going to be I mean, Jamie, you know, where do you stand on Melvin Gordon? Oh, I, he's fifth. Um, you know, I, I look at this offense. I think, you know, you, you can make a case that they may be the most complete team in the AFC. Um, it's uh, it's going to be fun to see them battle the Chiefs and, and how, you know, how Kansas City's sort of roster overhaul impacts that that team a little bit or, or the slight roster overhaul, um, mostly on the defensive side. But I, I do think that, you know, the Chargers offense, really my, my biggest concern is the offensive line. You know, I don't think they did enough to enhance it. And they struggled toward the end of the season. I don't really, you know, the targets were a little concerning, but he did have, you know, at least six catches the last two regular season games. If I'm getting three catches from my running back on a weekly basis, I'm fine with that. Um, you know, I, I think you look at what his, his goal line opportunities are, his ability as a rusher. Uh, it'd be nice to see him stay healthy. He is in a contract situation, um, you know, so I think that will help him. Um, I also wonder from the Chargers standpoint, you know, in terms of scaling back the workload, I wonder if they go the opposite direction and almost take a DeMarco Murray type approach and, you know, say, OK, we're going to get the most out of you and then we're done, you know, and, and, and kind of just, you know, use you and abuse you. Uh, we'll see. Um, I, I just think he's he's such a talented rusher. He's in an explosive offense. And I, I, I look at his his opportunities. I, I, Justin Jackson, to me, was just really a byproduct of you know, what the, the situation was for Gordon at the end of the season, knowing that they were going to be a playoffs. I, I think that they were trying to maybe make sure he got that, got there and got there to hundred percent. The way he got hurt was so stupid. You know, I, I hope they don't make that same mistake, but Anthony Lynn's a former running back coach. Um, you know, they, they've really done things to enhance him, bringing in his fullback, uh, from Wisconsin, you know, uh, a couple years ago, I think rivers is going to scale back a little bit in terms of how, the uh, offense operates from a passing standpoint. So I, I'd be a little bit more concerned about that standpoint and Hunter Henry really coming in. It, it's just moving targets around because you take Tyrell Williams off the field. You take Antonio Gates off the field. Then you see Hunter Henry sort of take a, a chunk of that with Mike Williams also helping out in that regard too. So I, I don't really worry about him. I, I could certainly see myself also, like Dave said, moving David Johnson ahead of him. If the Cardinals offense looks the way I hope it's going to look yeah. just because I think that's also an explosive situation. But uh, he he's he's no worse than sixth. Yeah, I I think that for me, like again, it could be paralysis by analysis. You wonder, are they going to scale back the workload and this? And that. But the bottom line is, you know, he's going to get a ton of goal line carries. He missed four games last year, but 2016 and 17, Melvin Gordon ranked third in carries inside the five yard line both seasons. He's a he's a pretty good bet. If there is a good bet for double digit touchdowns, he's among the best uh, rushing touchdowns. You know, good offense. Like he should be really good. I guess the the how do you decide in a PPR league specifically? 
if you think Gordon might not catch as many, but he caught 50 last year, but he was on pace for 75 before the injury. If you think he's not going to be as big of a factor, maybe, how do you decide between him and Hopkins or Adams or Julio, whoever you The receivers are safer. Are they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we did, I mean, we did, we but, but, the, but, the but Melvin the Gordon, but Melvin Gordon's a lot safer for touchdowns than Julio Jones. Well, he's, I, I, he's I think it, touchdowns overall. I think it depends on where you, where you make the cutoff with receiver. Like I would take Hopkins and Adams over Gordon, but I think he's safer than Julio from a touchdown standpoint. Now PPR obviously is a little bit different. That's what I'm saying. Like Julio or Melvin Gordon in PPR. Who would you I take? would just take those two receivers over him. I wouldn't take Julio over him. Okay. All right. But that is Melvin Gordon. And right now his ADP on, on uh, Fantasy Football Calculator is seventh. Cool. So there's only one receiver going ahead of him. David Johnson is going ahead of him. Right. That's going to be a fun call. I'm excited. I'm excited about the card. And, and the, if you're just looking you know, from a comparison, the running backs going after him in PPR, uh, Le'Veon Bell is the seventh running back. Joe Mixon is the eighth running back. James Conner is the ninth running back. Oh, what an interesting part of the draft that is when you're comparing those guys to some wide receivers. Uh, yeah, fun. News and notes, Josh Jacobs, according to The Athletic, there's uh, some growing sentiment that he might hold out at the start of training camp. I don't think we want that for a rookie, right? No. It's not great. Just figure it out. Yeah, come on. Some Was it the offset language? It's not that hard to figure out. It's the Raiders. I don't think it was the offset language. Go to Roto World. They, then it must be the Raiders. There's a little thing there uh, in Roto World, and the Buffalo News speculates that rookie tight end Dawson Knox could be the, Knox could be the starting tight end for Knox in Week One. Uh, yeah, sleeper. Did he go touchdownless last year or his entire college career? <laughs> I think it was this whole. Career. I think yeah, that's what I think. I know for sure he didn't have any last year. That's he, he's weird. a he's a he's a pretty athletic tight end, but zero touchdowns. Yikes! He's due. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, did we find out what the contract squabble is? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Come on, man! Come on, Jamie. Also, Eli Manning said he's not rushing into retirement, so that's great news for everyone. Um, he's not rushing anywhere. Let's see. There's a hang-up in the payment schedule of his signing bonus. Yep. Like, you can't figure that out. Well, you that's can't a figure cash that issue out. for the Raiders. That's what that is. Right, well, well, let's make it happen here. Uh, let's do some fantasy combos. Which combo do you like better? This segment brought to you by the worst candy ever, combos. DeAndre Hopkins and Nick Chubb. Time out. Did you just call combos yeah. candy? Well, yeah, not, not even kind of candy. Uh, it's a snack. Snack, snack, snack. could think of the word. It's a tough word, snack. Like, what the hell is going on with your taste buds? <laughs> I had a Snicker, I had a fun size Snickers yesterday. I haven't had one of those. That's so good. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins at Nick Chubb. I had some great candy the other day. There's those little baby carrots in a bag. <laughs> wow, amazing. Okay, DeAndre Hopkins at Nick Chubb, or Melvin Gordon and Michael Thomas. Hopkins and Chubb, or Gordon and Thomas. This poll was so bad on Twitter that you had to amend it quickly to try to get people to vote in a different poll <laughs> because it was so lopsided. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Hopkins and Michael Thomas. Oh, no, sorry. Johnson. So, okay. No, Gordon and Michael Thomas. Snacks. <laughs> <laughs> still on vacation, too? Gordon and Michael Thomas had 73% of the vote. So I changed it to, okay, what if we, what if we make it really? David Johnson instead of uh, Melvin Gordon? And now David Johnson and Michael Thomas versus DeAndre Hopkins and Nick Chubb and still kind of a runaway. David Johnson and Thomas, 65% of the vote. Yeah, I agree. I'm using Fantasy Pro's consensus rankings, by the way, to do these Twitter polls. I'm not just randomly picking names. And it's, you know, you're picking in the middle of the first round. Do you go with a running back, David Johnson or Melvin Gordon, or do you go with DeAndre Hopkins and try to get Nick Chubb in round two? I think most people seem to prefer – hopefully Michael Thomas falls to you. I guess that's kind of the thing. Hopefully right. an elite wide receiver falls to you. Right. You're never going to get Michael Thomas at the seventh pick in or eighth pick, I guess it would be, in round two. How often is he making it that What's far? the format? Yeah, let me get this. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Half sure. Well, half it, PPR. just to let you know, in PPR, his ADP is nine for Thomas. So there's not. That's not realistic. Right. So I guess half, this must be non-PPR because he's fifteenth. Well, you're looking at rankings. I'm looking at rankings. rankings. Right. 
in non PPR, Michael Thomas is I'm sorry, in half PPR, Michael Thomas is tenth. In non PPR, his ADP is twelfth. So Wow, okay. I guess I could look at I could look at ADP instead of rankings. So um if you want I guess more realistic, you want Hopkins and Chubb is realistic. Yeah. And then you could probably get away with Let's do this. You, Ready? I you want to do David Johnson? This is this is not realistic though. Da- Juju Smith Schuster's ADP is eighteenth. No. No it. No I got way. it. David Johnson and Travis Kelsey or Hopkins and Chubb? No, that's not realistic either. Of course it is. It is based on ADP. Really? Kelsey in the late round two? Kelsey's no, falling. Mid round two. Mid round two. Kelsey's falling. Sixth or seventh pick of round two. So that's the new one. It's Kelsey Kelsey and David Johnson or Hopkins and Chubb. Would that's not people. I'll take Hopkins and Chubb. Uh, yeah, and that's near I take Hopkins and Chubb. Dave? It's Gordon and Kelsey or David uh, Johnson? David Johnson. I think I'll go David Johnson and Kelsey. Okay, let's do some less crappy fantasy combos. George Kittle and Brandon Cooks or Antonio Brown and Evan Ingram. I'm sorry, did you say less crappy? Well, like harder. Or more crappy. Harder. I'll take Kittle and Cooks. I will too. Agreed. Yes. Okay, which wide receiver would you have to substitute for Antonio Brown to make that that combo? Like wide receiver plus Evan Ingram is better than Kittle and Cooks. Hopkins. No. <laughs> no, I would do it with Juju. Um, no, sure. it, ha- it would have to be somebody after Evans? like the elite. What about Evans? Devontae yeah. Adams? Evans, Evans, Hilton, Keenan Allen, AJ Green, like that group. I'd probably do it with Evans. I would do it with Evans as well. Okay, next Same. one. Damian Williams and Allen Robinson. The other side. Nope, that's side. this is gross. <laughs> Or Adam Thielen and Lamar Miller. Damian Williams and Allen Robinson Ooh, or Adam yeah. Thielen and Lamar Miller. I'll take Williams and Robinson. I yeah, would too. I would. See. Heath, what did you think about Ben Gretch's, uh, I want to say love, but ex- enthusiasm for Allen Robinson? Uh, I thought it was partially warranted. Ben, um, ben stuck in 2015 again? When you look at no. the games that Robinson played, he did get a bigger target share. If he stays healthy, I think he's probably going to be. I, I'm not. I think Ben said top 20. If he plays 16 games, I would bet on him finishing the top 30, maybe 25. Okay. All right. Last one. Lukewarm. Deshaun Watson and Dante Pettis, or Dak Prescott and Chris Godwin. Watson and Pettis for me. Hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Oh, how come? The over, quarterback over Prescott and Godwin. Yeah, the Prescott the, the the quarterback difference is too large. I've got a fifty point difference between Watson and Prescott, and I've got a twenty point difference between Godwin and Pettis. Well, there so you it's go. Pretty easy. As much as I love Chris Godwin, he still has to prove it. That's why projections are helpful, people. Not not that that Pettis doesn't also, but I mean, I just hate that Godwin's ADP has gotten so out of control. So, what is the most exciting thing that you did over the Fourth of July break? What was the most fun thing that you did? Fourth uh, of July break. Mine would be uh, the day at the beach. It was a blast. How do you enjoy sitting at the beach for 12 hours? Like, that is so boring. What are you talking about? Do you at least bring an umbrella or something to give a, you some umbrella, shade? Umbrella, an enormous cooler. It was a lot of fun. There was live Whole music family? on the beach. My parents were in town. All the kids were there. It was a blast. Played in the water for hours on end. 12 hours. You spent 12 hours. Was it crowded? Oh, it was extremely crowded. Yeah. But... You stop noticing after beer six or seven. <laughs> you don't even care. Okay, well that makes more sense. I was I was at Disney for uh, four days, and I was uh, thankfully um, relieved it was not crowded at all. Really? I would have yeah, thought that would have been a one, crowded weekend. I, I was I was expecting it, um, uh, and maybe we did a good job of staying away from the crowd. The only problem that we had crowd wise was Animal Kingdom, which I was shocked. 
because that's typically the least crowded park. But that was the only one where we had any sort of issues. But we, my, my, my kids were well behaved, so that was fun. I think we went a week before you, and SeaWorld, we did not wait more than 20 minutes for any ride. Mm-hmm. Um, Aquatica was not the same. Everyone was there. Yeah. Well, Jamie, what was the most exciting thing you did or most fun thing? Oh, uh, I mean, I just, uh, you know, I'm at the point where as long as my kids are happy, I'm, I'm a happy camper. So, uh, they had, they had a great time. So everything that. Good. I'm not quite at that point yet. I I still want to be independently happy. Uh, the best thing for me was, um, I was in bed by, I think 11 o'clock every night. Hey, that's good for you. Yeah. I got, I got sleep, which was fun. I would say I've been at that point and I'm well past it. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've gone past that point in my parenting. All right. I'm on the clock in the fishbowl. All right. It went McCaffrey, Elliott, Barkley, Kamara, Kelsey. First five picks. Oh, tight end tiered scoring, right? Yes. You get an extra half point per catch and half point per first down. Wow. So with that, do you think Kelsey deserves to be that high of a pick? Um, there's there's five point bonuses for every 50 yards a player gets rushing or receiving. So I, I think that really helps out the running backs. Mel, yeah. I have I have the five running backs are the only non quarterbacks scoring more points than Travis Kelsey. So I I've got him ahead of all the receivers. Now I would do the same. It's a it's a super flex league, and I'm like. Uh, if Patrick Mahomes is there when I pick at nine, I'm going to have a hard time not taking him. Do you think there's a chance he makes it back to you in round two because you have that early round two? It, you never know in this league. There will be 10 different leagues where like, it's like 20 quarterbacks gone by the end of round three. Mm-hmm. And you're just screwed if you didn't take one. Right. And then there will be leagues where Mahomes doesn't go to the second round probably. By the way, Jamie and Heath and Dave, they're all in different leagues, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, and just, and we won't play talk, each other till the finals. We're going to talk about another super flex league. This is six point. For touchdowns, but minus four for interceptions. Ah. Minus six if it's returned to the house. Ooh, that's fun. Uh, so Dave, get five points for every three hundred yards passing. Most fun thing you did over the week? Uh, definitely deboard the cruise liner. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, if it's just over for the July weekend, I did nothing. I was worn out after a week in Vegas and four days on a cruise ship. Okay. So I would I'm like to sorry, share. I don't have a, a great story to tell from Fourth of July weekend, but uh, I can share that we saw Aerosmith in concert. Whoa! In and they're, uh, so they're, they're not like a favorite band of mine or anything like that, they but are. it was a great show. They are for my. They are for, for me. I've seen them four times. I love them. They love they them. really put on a hell of a show. It might have been the best concert I've ever seen, and I've seen a bunch. They're, right. Too, they are great. Too, show too bad Foreigner wasn't there, right, Adam? Oh, please. Or Brian Adams. Yeah, no, Aerosmith is, is, a, is a man's band. I love that band. Uh, yeah, I, I exercised for the first time in a while. That's why there was a lot of 50-year-old women there going crazy <laughs> yeah, well, every time Steven Tyler galloped around the stage. Uh, I am sore. You exercise? Yeah, I'm in sore. I'm, I'm actually like really feeling it. Um, this is a true story. I played Papa Shot against my like eleven year old nephew for about twenty minutes, and I am like I am feeling it. Can we get a ruling? <laughs> is that exercise? Is twenty minutes for of me. Papa it shot is exercise. For me, it is. Also, twenty he, minutes straight of Papa Shot. I will say you is were exercise. taking turns. I assume. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so there were probably like <laughs> three, minutes. four minute breaks in there. <laughs> Ten minutes of Papa Shot. Also, uh, before we take a break here, I just want to let Heath and Dave know what you missed. Some great life advice from Jamie Eisenberg. This was overheard oh, on, yeah. mm-hmm. on the podcast the other day. I would highly, highly recommend getting a pedicure. I don't get them enough. So there you go, Jamie Eisenberg, re- revealing a bit of his soul. He loves I'm pedicures. Due. I do. <laughs> And now I really want to get one. All right, we'll come right back after oh, no, this break. You, you forgot the best part that we're doing as a group activity. Oh yeah, that's right. The four of us. We're all did sitting you make next to Scott each other. Pick. I did. I took Melvin Gordon. Melvin there Gordon. There you go. Oh, well, I hope we helped you out earlier in the show. All right, no, let's take a quick break. And when we, when we come back, uh, more fantasy football talk. We'll talk about that dynasty super flex draft that we did. A startup dynasty draft. When do the older guys go? When did Todd Gurley go? Uh, what what's the deal? All right, we'll be right back. Back from a very important break because I just realized something about Heath. Uh, that you know, he, <laughs> he he was my hero for a little bit because I thought he personally spent two thousand dollars and donated toys to the Scott Fish charity to right. Fantasy Cares. First that off, if I had, I wouldn't say it on the podcast. That, like yeah. the dollar amount that I spent, that would be an Azer move. No, what? I wouldn't do something <laughs> like that. Uh, I just I did donate. I guess that's an Azer move, which is really bad. Um, but no, Heath didn't quite do that. But you you. You were given $2,000 by the charity, and you spent that on toys, right? 
Right. We have, okay. you have to distribute them across the country. Scott right. lives in Minnesota. Right, right? You right. can't spend $40,000 on toys in Minnesota. Right. Maybe you could. Okay. Okay, great. So Superflex. I uh, just want to clear that up. Heath is not as good of a person as I thought he was. Uh, Superflex time. So this is – Jamie, can you just go over the, the roster format? Sure. Uh, it is uh, – you start one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, a tight end, two – Flex spots of running back, wide receiver, tight end, and then one super flex, which of those same three positions, but also includes a quarterback yeah. and a defense. Uh, I did Heath the uh, favor of not including a kicker. And yeah. then we have also, that's 11 starters. We also have 11 reserves, so it's 22 rounds. Right, and it's dynasty, startup dynasty. So It's a startup dynasty as if you were building a dynasty team from scratch. So we have a lot of people that are getting involved in Dynasty. They most, For the most part, I, I'm assuming most of our listeners are already in current Dynasty leagues, but we also... Get a lot of uh, first-time dynasty players, and and this is a good indication of maybe how your team can look uh, from the get-go. But really, it, it didn't seem to change much in the first round. Uh, the fact well, that I, other I, than I, Mahomes, because it's because it's super flex. I think what's going to end up happening in most startup dynasty leagues is you still have to take the approach of the best player now, unless of course you're getting to a point of youth versus you know guy on on the way out well can i you tell know, so you what, what i was thinking about in this because like i i didn't think necessarily that melvin gordon was going to fall to me at eight obviously he wouldn't in a non-dynasty league but you took gordon at five and i'm thinking like man if gordon's still there because he's going into his fifth year he's got some injury you're, you're, i took gordon at five in a different draft oh yeah melvin gordon went 12th in his draft yeah uh <laughs> Okay, I'm looking at Jamie it. did not have the fifth pick. He took yeah. McCaffrey at two. Right, I'm looking at I'm looking at the wrong um, <laughs> the wrong Superflex league. All right, so ignore everything I said. So when did uh, right? Okay, so I was thinking <laughs> <laughs> I need vacation. Um, Melvin Gordon went twelve. Mahomes uh-huh. didn't go in the first round. Mahomes no. went in the second round. <laughs> That's interesting because I was just looking at a different a different Superflex league and Mahomes went like twelve picks earlier in that one. Yeah, so I had to choose. I was on the clock. Okay, I thought I had to make this decision. Joe Mixon versus Melvin Gordon. And that mm-hmm. was one where I went with Mixon yeah. over Gordon. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think like in the first round, uh, and I'll let you read it so we can. Okay. You want we'll tell it? you if you're reading the wrong one again. <laughs> I, I probably am. Uh, it was uh, Todd Gurley. No, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Odell Beckham. Juju Smith-Schuster, Joe Mixon, Michael Thomas, Dalvin Cook, Melvin Gordon. So, uh, and and I'll just say it for full disclosure. So I drafted for Chris, uh, Chris Towers, who picked at seven. And I took McCaffrey at two for myself. And then I had the choice for Chris of Beckham and Juju. And just just to give you an example, like where I was torn in the second part of the draft, I think Juju probably would have been the better pick. And Will Brinson, who picked eight, he said, I, I think if you, you remember the comment was like. Uh, he, are you guys crazy? Right. Juju is 22. Right. And you can make a strong argument that Juju should have been the number one receiver in this league. Yeah. I mean, you could make the argument that he should have been the number one player. Or, or maybe. I mean, right? Because people, people tend to favor wide receivers over running backs in you dynasty. Should. You should. You know, I mean, it's hard to. And I think this is where startup versus established leagues are different because if this is a startup dynasty league yes this class in particular josh jacobs david montgomery maybe make a case for daryl henderson or or miles sanders you know not necessarily in that order but there's not real one standout wide receiver like you can say marquise brown or metcalf or um you know i'm I'm, i was tripping uh, over myself to get to paris campbell in our dynasty paris campbell Nikhil harry is going to be the guy that probably is is the first one taken but there there's not necessarily one dominant receiver and typically you're going to get just more longevity and and I'll I'll make this case again because I think it's relevant three years ago I did a start of dynasty league my first pick I think it was at four was Mike Evans in the second round I took Jordan Howard in the third round I took Todd Gurley and it was obviously a great situation the fact that Gurley was coming off that bad rookie season that was with other analysts so you know you can say oh these people don't know what they're doing this is you know 11 other people in the industry and then this muck um but I think the, the thing is, you, you fast forward three years later, and Howard is 
maybe not startable. And Gurley, who knows? Yeah. Well, well, can I ask you, so do you have other good running backs on that team? Were you able to make up for it? Um, I have James White. I have uh, I drafted Royce Freeman. That that hasn't worked out, obviously. Um, at least last year it didn't. I, uh, and I end up with Miles Sanders this year. So if you're doing a startup dynasty draft, should the first four picks be those top four running backs? I still think so. And and Heath and I both had picks in the top four, and we did. So Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. So those top four running backs were the first four off the board. Hopkins, The, the, the one Adams. thing, just, just, I'm sorry, just to stop you right there. They're all young. Yeah. They're all so young. Right. But Gurley I mean, I think, was, Gurley I think was young last year. McCaffrey and Elliott are 23. Yeah. Gur- Kamara, I think, is 22. Yeah. I took Gurley over Barkley with the number one pick of a dynasty league last year. And obviously, major, major regrets. But, oh, well. Uh, it's a little shocking that Todd Gurley's career... Hey, look, he might be great. He might be great. Hopefully but, he is. But, ho- but, you know, it's possible that it's kind of a sudden downturn. All right, so after those top four again, Hopkins, Adams, Beckham, Juju. Juju, the fourth wide receiver off the board. Then I took Mixon. Then uh, Michael Thomas, Dalvin Cook. Dave wasn't in this draft because he was partying on a cruise ship. Dalvin Cook over Melvin Gordon. Does Dalvin Cook deserve to be the 11th pick? I Too think that's a me. little high, yeah. yeah. But I would have taken... I would have taken Mike Evans. Um, I would rather have Melvin, though, than Dalvin Cook. But I think, you know, a couple, couple names that jump out that aren't in the first round that you're going to see in most drafts ADP-wise, probably three guys. David Johnson, who's 27, I believe. Yep. Um, I took him round two. Right. Uh, Julio, who's 30. Yeah. And Le'Veon, who, again, you know, we're not going to say take him in the first round, or at least I, I think we're not. Um, but his, his ADP is... As you said, you know, uh, first round easily. All right, so let's talk about who our our first two picks were. Uh, Jamie had the second pick. You took McCaffrey and Kittle. Mm-hmm. Heath, you had the fourth pick. You took Kamara and Kelsey. And Kelsey. All right, so you guys both went with a young tight end. I guess I not to hog the spotlight. Well, Kelsey's here. not that young. No, he's like twenty eight. Think he might be older. He's twenty nine. He's twenty nine. Yeah, he's young in terms of like football mileage, youngish. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he is older than you'd think. Uh, I took two running backs, which is risky. But Joe Mixon, and then I I just couldn't pass up David Johnson, twelve third fifteenth overall, sixteenth overall. I, couldn't I thought do it. your team, which I don't know if we're gonna get to our teams, but I thought your team had a good balance of youth and still very. Good to great current players. Well, thank you. Well, I, I loved my third. I, I want to fast forward to my third round pick if we could, and then I'll let you guys talk about your teams a little bit. But it, it's the you know one of the most interesting picks. I took Tyreek Hill. So that was 33rd overall. It's PPR league. It's a dynasty league. Like he might he, he, he might miss six, eight games this year or something. Who knows? He might not miss any more games after that. Uh, you know, injuries, well, I think the, 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 the thing that happened for you and people that are drafting now was the report of there's a possible contract extension still on the table for him. Right. If he leaves, if he leaves Kansas city, it's no telling what's going to happen just because of the uncertainty of where he goes. He's still going to be a great player. He's so good. Right. But is he, is he a third round pick? Yeah, I think so. If if you knew he wasn't going to be suspended or it was going to be a short suspension this year and the chiefs were going to commit to him, it's a steal. The only thing 100%. I didn't like about you taking Tyreek Hill there was you that I guess for, for forced you to take Mikael Hardman in round eight. Yeah, which I thought was okay, but I I, I agree. I mean, I did feel like I had to reach for Mikael Hardman because because let, let's say there's a scenario where Tyreek Hill isn't on the Chiefs anymore uh, after this season. Well, I think taking Mikael Hardman in round eight and is perfectly fine if you're speculating at that. So and he was yeah. the second wide receiver off the board in this draft, rookie wide receiver off the board in this draft. That could pay off in a real big way for you, Adam. Right, I was fine because if it. Tyreek Hill changes teams and stays in the NFL, you've got two short, fast, speedy. They could still be the two best receivers in Kansas City next year. Right, right. So yeah, could be. So yeah, I mean, it felt a little early just because I I feel like I sort of started a run. Who was the first rookie wide receiver off the board? Uh, Nikhil, Nikhil Harry, Harry went around before that. Round six. Uh, yeah, he went He went like 15 picks before Hardman. And then I took Hardman, and, and by the time it got back to me in the next round, Paris Campbell, DK Metcalf, 
um, were both off the board. So they started to come off there. So I, I don't know that I would have gotten Hardman in round. I probably would have, but I didn't want to risk it. Uh, anyway, I won't, I won't hog the spotlight here. What, what else stood out to you guys? Dave, you're just taking your first glance at it. Uh, Todd Gurley, by the way, went in the middle of round three, right after Carrion Johnson, right before Marlon Mack. Also, Leonard Fournette went ahead of Todd Gurley. I can't believe Carrion went in round three. I would have thought for sure he would have gone sooner because he's real young. Yep. Yeah. That that was kind of a, he went after DJ Moore. He went after Aaron Jones. It was actually, Brown, it, Leonard it, Fournette. It was actually uh, I took Aaron Jones, but I, I they're a year apart. And so I took the security of the Packers offense over carry on. But that was a decision I had to make. Well, how about Josh Jacobs, too? Like, Josh Jacobs mm-hmm. went 34th overall 34th. right after yeah. I took Tyreek Hill. That was a really tough call for me between Tyreek Hill and Josh Jacobs. I was Jacobs. surprised the Marlon Mack pick. Uh, yeah, I by, think, yeah, yeah. Adam, I think you could have gotten Hill in early round four. Maybe. I See, I'd already had two running backs at that point. I had Mixon and, and uh, David Johnson. So I think my takeaway is in a startup dynasty league, and I feel the same way in a redraft league, round three, four running backs look pretty good this year. And maybe it's easier to go wide receiver, wide receiver, guys. What do you think? Or yeah, wide receiver doing, tight we're, end. We're doing a draft today. Uh, I think I'm picking ninth, if I'm not mistaken. Um, my plan is to go receiver, receiver. Okay. Well, it's good to know. I, hope I'm I was uh, I, I was very happy that David Montgomery was there at fifty two. David, yeah, it seemed like it seemed too late. What did you think of just in general that about is late, yeah. the rookies? It, it, I, you know, like like people were not really reaching. I, I okay, twelve team league. There is a super flex, so keep that in mind. But for only one wide receiver to come off the board, one rookie wide receiver to come off the board in the first eighty four picks, I think that's pretty noteworthy. Well, to tell you what I think, thought of the rookie wide receivers, I think eight out of ten picks that I made at one stretch in the draft were rookies. <laughs> like, so I did, I wow. did not think they went early enough. But I, I took DK Metcalf at pick one hundred, Debo Samuel at one seventeen, Damian Harris at one twenty four, Miles Boykin at one forty eight, Alexander Madison at one sixty five, Dexter Williams at one eighty nine, Bruce Anderson at two thirteen. It's just the the thing with the rookie receivers; it's not a great class. Yeah, I I think there were a lot of um, potential number two, number three receivers. Um, I don't. I agree. I don't think there were necessarily was a number one in the class. Well, I I think I've learned, you know, since the Beckham Evans draft five years ago. Really, the the guys who have been picked later have been better. The first round draft picks at wide receiver have been really bad. A first round NFL draft picks, they've been mostly busts. Uh, Michael Thomas, Juju Smith-Schuster, though, like Tyreek Hill, the guys who have gone later in the draft, they've been much better. So maybe this class will surprise us. Who knows? Oh, I, I think that's certainly there to happen. You know, I mean, you can look at the Cardinals, for example, taking three guys after round one, you know, with uh, Isabella coming off the board first and then, you know, Butler and, and Keyshawn Johnson. You know, they have the opportunity to revamp their entire receiving core with with that group there. You know, and I, I think that's, you know, the type of, of scenario. You know, DK Metcalf, which everybody projected as a first-round pick, you know, falling. He, he certainly has the opportunity in, in the offense that he's in to still be fantasy-relevant and, and potentially very good. Um, and, he, and even Nikhil Harry, who was the last pick in the first round. You know, he he's – it's not like there was a reach for him. So, question. I, I brought this up to Heath off the air. I want to know what, what you think, Jamie, and get Dave's opinion as well. Um, I feel like in this format, since you are starting a lot more guys, three receivers plus two flexes plus a super flex, I feel like tight end doesn't really matter that much. If you don't get an elite one, it's just like they just make up a smaller portion of your fantasy points. So the position itself doesn't feel as valuable to me. And I was fine as as soon as I knew I wasn't getting one of the big three, and then maybe even Evan Ingram, OJ Howard, maybe the big six, we'll call it. I was fine waiting a really long time because I feel like this format with more players with super flex um, devalues tight end. So who did you get at your tight end? Jared Cook and Will Disley. I thought you got like a very good value. Man. I remember writing it. Yeah, I thought that was one of those guys that you took that was just sitting there, and, and you know, I think with with certain spots. You know, this is the balance of 
win now or hope to win now versus setting up your roster for the next few years. And if you're like your team, I think is, is built to win now taking David Johnson around two. Joe Mixon's clearly a, a star player that you got in round one. I, I think, you know, you took, uh, I remember you took Edelman at a really good spot. Um, you know, so uh, Tyree kill, if it pans out for you, you know, so you're in a situation where Jared cook helps you win now. Yeah. He, 13th round, sort of by just, the way. Huh? 13th round for Jared Cook. Nobody wanted him. Right. So then you just kind of, okay, now you know 2020, that's a spot you need to address. And, you know, I, I don't really know the tight end pool for the the, the draft class for, for 2020. Come on, NFL Jamie, draft class for get 2020. on it. Huh? Get on it, Jamie. Study no, those but, tight you know, ends. Like, you can, you <laughs> no, can kidding. like, midway through the season, maybe try and get a Sternberger. Or yeah. if... If uh, if Dawson Knox is is doing anything, you know, or not just blowing things away, you know, you can make a trade to try and get one of those guys and not have to overhaul your roster. What about the premise, though? The premise, though, that more more starting spots, more fantasy points in total, the tight end doesn't matter as much. I don't know. I think, again, if you still get one of those elite six guys, it, it's almost the same thing in, in seasonal. You know, you're going to do the kind of the same thing. If you, you miss on one of those, I'll throw Hunter Henry in there, too, because I think he deserves it. But, you know, you miss on one of those seven guys, then... Why would you rush to get anybody else anyway? Yeah, right. I guess I was kind of saying if you don't get, uh, yeah. I just I, I, I feel like I, I, I'm probably yeah. not answering the right way, but I I, I don't no, no, think no, no. I think we're on the same page. I, I I think you still want to get one of those top players because it's still a starting spot in your roster. Right. I don't think it's necessarily watered down because there's other starting spots there. But I do agree. I I didn't necessarily. I disagreed with tight end doesn't matter because there's half of them that do. Okay, but yeah, yeah. if you don't get one of them, I agree. Just wait. Dave, you want to weigh in? Are we good? I agree. I think I think it's a good strategy to get one that you can win with now and one that you might be able to win with later. Sounds like that's what you did. Yeah. How do we like Will Disley? Do we have dynasty hope for him? Nah. If he's healthy. Yeah, he's a he's a sleeper for me this year. Don't they have a bunch of tight ends that they're just going to drive us crazy with? But he was their best one before he got hurt last year. Yeah, for, for the, like I think the problem is two games. He's just not healthy, and they'll they'll play two, you know, because they'll use one to block. Okay. Was there something else I wanted to bring up here? Um, oh yeah, the super flex aspect of it. <laughs> what did you guys do at quarterback, Heath? What did you do at quarterback? I waited mostly. Like it was a little weird because I think the league figured out it was super flex when Mahomes was taken. <laughs> if I remember correctly, <laughs> uh, I was planning on Mahomes around two if he was still there. He yes. went. To, uh, I don't know if you would have taken him. I. Probably would have. Okay. Although if if he hadn't been taken right in front of me, I wouldn't have remembered it was super flex, so I probably wouldn't have. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I waited, took Carson Wentz in the sixth round, Jameis Winston in the eighth round. I uh, love that pairing. Two of my top ten quarterbacks for this year and for the future in Dynasty. I took – so I think I took the third or fourth quarterback. I know it went – Mahomes and then Watson. Watson went in the fourth round to you, Adam. Yeah, I, I um, was happy about that. Yeah. And then I took Luck as the third quarterback off the board in round five. And then I also took uh, your favorite player of all time, Jimmy Garoppolo, in round nine. Best pick of the draft. I took uh, Watson around four, Mitchell Trubisky in round nine. And I then think, your homer pick. I think I have a – oh, Daniel Jones. Yeah, I took Daniel Jones like super late, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I you know it's funny with with dynasty leagues and and quarterbacks, they have such long shelf lives. Like, does age really matter? With quarterbacks, yeah. I think Brady and Breeze and yeah. Roethlisberger and Rivers age matters. I don't think the difference yes. between twenty four and twenty eight matters too much. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, like like Matt Ryan, is his value a lot different in a dynasty league than it is in a seasonal league? No, but I think you know that's where you start to compare, depending on your feelings on Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen. You know those type of guys. Yeah, he's he's thirty four, so that's he's he's sneaky sneaky old, I guess. But he still might have five six good years left in him, whereas Kyler Murray might have fifteen. You never know. Um, all right, uh, Dave, you went to Vegas. What were some I did. Of, what were some of the interesting Vegas odds that you uh, came back well, with? Well, let's skip over stuff like team totals and you know, over-unders for wins, because I don't know if that really applies to fantasy. But it's it's interesting to get the perspective of the Caesars Entertainment Sportsbook when it comes to players to lead the league in passing yards, rushing yards, and receiving yards. These are three different 
prop bets that they're offering with some pretty heady odds. Um, let's start with the leading the league in passing yards. Who is the odds-on favorite to lead the NFL in passing yards in 2019, according to Caesars Entertainment um, odds as of June 22nd, 2019? Wow. Uh, Mahomes? Mahomes is number one. Okay. Who's number two? I'm not going to cheat, but I know. Oh, number two is surprising. Jamie, you ben, got a guess? Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger's fourth at 12 to one. Uh, or sixth or so, seventh or so. Just based on his history, Breeze? No. Breeze is at nine to one. Matt Ryan, 11 to two. So five and a half to one to lead the NFL in passing yards. Mm. I do my no, my favorite per, on that list was Jameis. Jameis is at fifteen to one. I think that that's pretty good. Uh, Wentz at thirty to one was the one I went with. Lo- oh, twice the odds on Wentz as it is Winston. In Philadelphia's run game, I don't know how effective it's going to be. I know that Wentz is going to be where this offense flows through, and he's got some unbelievable weapons. Some other interesting ones. Again, this is leading the league in passing yards. Uh, Deshaun Watson at 40 to one, uh, Roethlisberger Goff, They're both 12 to one. Aaron Rodgers 10 to one. Philip Rivers at 14 to one. I thought was interesting. Baker Mayfield. Everybody loves Baker. He's seven to one. Mm, yeah. Well, okay. Let's get our next category. One more for you, Adam. Eli Manning, hundred to one. <laughs> Do interception Too return low. yards count? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. How about, how about what else you got? Rushing? Okay. Leave the league in rushing yards. Who do you think is number one there? Zeke. Zeke. Zeke, two to one. Followed by Saquon at six to one. Nick Chubb at six to one. Oh no, you can't take that, right? And Le'Veon Bell at eight to one. Wouldn't take that either. Everybody else is in double digits, including Gurley at ten to one. Joe Mixon's at fourteen to one. I thought that was interesting. Chris Carson at twenty two to one. I think those odds are kind of appealing. If you're in the James Conner camp, you'll like to see him at eighteen to one. Derek Henry, twelve to one. Uh, David Johnson, twenty-two to one. Same as Melvin Gordon. Same as Sony Michelle. Dalvin Cook is twelve to one. I thought that was. I like mildly. that one. Yeah. I don't. And that's a that's a hard one to really pick like upsets in. I mean, I think well, Zeke Zeke has by far the. Where's Melvin Gordon? Melvin Gordon, twenty-two to one. How Ooh, about these what? two? Josh so Jacobs low? and David Montgomery. What do you think their odds are? Heath, no cheating. Jake, uh, uh, 20, 25 to 1 and 40 to 1. 20, all right, respectively 25 to 1 and 41. Jamie, you got a call on Jacobs and Montgomery. What if I told you this? They have the same odds. 30 to 1. Adam? 40 to 1. 30 to 1. 50 to 1. Whoa, how about that? Miles Sanders is also there. Ronald Jones also shares it at 50 to 1. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and and just for everybody else that's out there, Doug Martin, hundred to one. Okay. If you're if you're wait, but but, in, but but Melvin Gordon at twenty two to one is where I'd where I'd be putting my money. I yeah. He's gonna have to get more carries for game. Fournette. Last year. Where's Fournette? I was about to bring. This was gonna be the last one I brought up. Leonard Fournette is fifteen to one. That's not bad. Oh well, yeah, that's a good one. Too. What was Mixon? Fourteen to one. I would Mixon would be my my pick. I did not take any of them. Hey, let me let me say hold on. Let me say something real quick about Melvin Gordon's carry per game because this didn't come up when we put him under a microscope. He didn't get that much work after he came back from his injury. But before his injury, he was averaging he was averaging we had 175 carries for the season. Sorry, before the injury, 143 carries in nine games. He was on pace for 254 carries, which would have been like other than Zeke, it would have been right up there with the leaders. So he had 21 games with 20-plus touches over 2016 and 2017. That's out of 29 games. So 21 of 29 games with 20-plus touches. Last year, six games with 20-plus touches out of 14, including the playoffs. It, it's the one thing that kind of makes me pause a little bit. But I, I think that if he hadn't have gotten hurt, which is going to be the whole bugaboo with Melvin Gordon anyway, if he hadn't gotten hurt, that number would be higher. It, do the coaches trust him to stay healthy and give him a big workload? We will probably get the answer to that question within the first few weeks of the season. Okay, but that's a big number to me, though, that he was on pace for 254 carries, Melvin Gordon, before his injury. Last year, I'll, I'll look at the leaders. It was Zeke had 304, and then second was 261 for Barkley. So 254 would have made him fifth, but really would have been right up there with number two, Saquon Barkley, at 261. Dave, continue, sir. This is to lead the league in receiving yards. Who's number one? Julio. Hopkins. 
Julio is number one, four to one. Hopkins at eleven to two, so five and a half to one. So he's second. Uh, and and in the process of reading over these names, I'm going to give you the guy that you would run to the window to put money down on if you had a spare ten bucks. Uh, Antonio Brown. <laughs> no, uh, Antonio Brown six to one. Tyreek Hill's on here at ten to one. Devontae Adams, Mike Evans are at eight to one. Juju's at six to one. Michael Thomas is at ten to one. Uh, Odell is with DeAndre Hopkins at eleven to two. T.Y. Hilton, I thought was interesting at fifteen to one. He's led the league in receiving yards before. Amari Cooper at twenty to one, I think is is an interesting call, especially yeah. after he thinks he's going to get two thousand yards. I got a good one. You forgot. What's up? Got to go by. What you're There's leaving? Ha- Hold on, wait. You got to hear this one, Jamie. No, I don't. Chris Godwin. What do you think he's at? Fifty to one. 200 to 1. That's not bad. That's I, I think bad. you I think everybody in this room would run to the What's window Mike to Evans put at? Mike Evans is at 8 to 1. That's pretty high. 200 to 1 on Chris Godwin. Couldn't pass that up. Just other guys who are at 200 to 1 are Will Fuller, Tariq Cohen, and Eric Ebron. So three guys that you would never ever ever put 200 uh, to 1 on, but Godwin if something happens to Mike Evans in that offense? Yeah, yeah. I'm on the clock in the Scott Fishbowl, and I'm very sad about all the players that are. All right, all right. Let's hear. We're gonna finish. We're gonna finish the show with this. Jamie, by the way, had to go do some HQ video, so check out CBS Sports HQ. Um, McCaffrey, Elliott, Barkley, Kamara were the first four picks. Patrick Mahomes went number five. Travis Kelsey went number six. Deshaun Watson went number seven. So you're in one of those leagues where the quarterbacks are gonna go. Went number eight. Uh, so you can get oh, yourself David What Johnson. a sigh. Was that better than... Uh, it was basically the same. That was a hell of a Heath sigh right there. Did I talk over it too much for you to capture? No, nah, it's okay. I don't need to capture all the Heath sighs. We, we have the one we need. We could have a whole compilation of Heath sighs. So the real, <laughs> the real decision it's going to come down to for me is do I prefer... I've got Hopkins and Julio basically You're gonna the take same receiver. in this format. I know you. And I've got Ertz basically the same as well in terms of points. I do think that that positional scarcity may make me want to take Ertz. It's going to be very tough. Well, you only have like seven hours to make the pick. So, Come on, make the pick right now. You have seven seconds. I have seven seconds? What do you mean? Uh, how about this? How about this for a cliffhanger? Make the pick on the podcast, but don't hit the button on the computer. That way you have the chance to just let it marinate for a few hours. And then when we come back, when, when's our next show? Wednesday? Tomorrow. Tuesday, even better. You'll, you'll tell us who you officially took. So give us the unofficial pick. If you had to take one right now, here we go. Heath Cummings, who's your pick? The unofficial pick is James Conner. Okay. okay. And we'll see what he actually does. Boy, what a terrible unofficial pick. I hope he thinks about that for the rest of the day. <laughs> That's Charitable Heath Cummings, Dave Richard, who's back, Jamie, who already left. I'm Adam Azer. Tomorrow, your emails, mailbagging it up. And we'll, who should we put under the microscope tomorrow? I think we should put you under the microscope if you think combos are candy. And if I think Papa Shot is exercise. And oh, yeah. I read the wrong draft, and I misinterpreted Heath's charity thing so this was definitely not my best show na 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 na